You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. So we learned in the fifth Mishnah of the fourth chapter of Yivamot that the rabbis really don't like the situation of the widow, uh, the childless widow, hanging around. They say to the eldest brother, you've got to get on with it. Um, alecha mitzvah. There's a mitzvah. Or chalots or yabem. Either do chalitza or yibum. But you've got to make a decision. And in the sixth Mishnah, the, the, the theme is picked up. What if this guy, this eldest brother, makes excuses? Or what, what if he, I mean, what if he has reasons to delay? Talava katon over deal. Maybe he wanted to hang around until a minor became of age. Actually, we've seen this a little bit about with Onan and Shela. With the the um, the the sons-in-law of Yehuda, they, uh, Yehuda wanted to wait until Shelah became of age. He just wanted to keep Tamar hanging around. Talava katon He wanted to hang around. This is the eldest brother. He wanted to hang around and wait. He wanted to delay his decision. Tala means to literally to hang, but it can mean also to make a decision dependent on. But I've translated it here in the source sheet as hang around because it goes nicely with hang. So he wanted to hang around until a minor became of age. Or maybe he wanted to wait until the eldest returned from a country off across the sea. So maybe we're talking about to the second eldest here. And the second eldest says, look, let me wait until my brother comes back from Crete. Or for a deaf mute. Maybe I've got someone who's not capable of marriage right now, but he might improve. Or someone who's mentally deficient. There might be all kinds of reasons for delaying. And the halacha is, Ein shomin lo. We do not listen to him. But we say to him, Alecha mitzvah or chalots or yabem. The commandment is on you. Either perform chalitza or perform yibum, just as we ruled in the previous Mishnah. We don't hang around, either do chalitza or do yibum. What about the inheritance? Maybe this is an incentive, actually, to perform yibum. What about, what about the inheritance of the dead brother, the dead childless brother? Ha-cholait <laughs> Someone who performs chalitza. So he's got a choice. He can do chalitza or yibum. If he chooses to do chalitza, he doesn't want to marry his dead brother's widow. He's just regarded as one of the other brothers in respect of the inheritance, i.e. He, in, in, he doesn't inherit any less and he doesn't inherit any more. In other words, the decision to do chalitza doesn't affect his inheritance. And if the father was living, the estate belongs to the father. So the rules of inheritance were in the time of the Mishnah that if a brother died without heirs, the father would inherit the property. But if the father was not around to inherit the property, it would be split between the brothers. So the brother who carried out Chalitza would get his share with the other brothers. That's someone who does Chalitza. What if he did Yibum? If you marry your Yivama, 
if you marry your dead brother's widow, you acquire the brother's estate. So there is a financial incentive. You acquire the brother's estate if you take care of your brother's widow. Rabbi Udal is going to disagree. Rabbi, Rabbi Udal, mayor. Rabbi Yudas says, look, in either case, if the father was living in the state, belongs to the father. And I don't think the halacha goes according to Rabbi Yudai, actually. The brother gets the the brother gets the responsibility and the cost, and he gets the possessions. But even though the brother who performs chalitza isn't he's not fined in terms of his share of the inheritance he has an equal share of the inheritance there are other restrictions and we've learned these restrictions at the beginning of the fourth chapter but we we learned them out of order and we're just going to come back to them now very quickly someone who performs chalitza with his yivama is forbidden to marry her relatives and she's forbidden to marry his relatives you can't marry a close relative of your wife and you can't marry a close, a close relative of someone you've divorced. And chalitza is like divorce because as soon as the, the dead brother dies, the bond of yibum is created and it needs chalitza to dissolve it. So chalitza is like divorce and it's treated like divorce. And it means you can't marry the relatives of your chalutza. And the Mishnah is going to spell it out. Who asur, um, he's forbidden. But Ima is forbidden to marry his mother. Uva Emima and his, uh, sorry, her mother and her grandmother. Uva Avaviha, Uva Em Aviha and his grandmother on the other side. Uva Vita and her daughter. Uva Vat and her granddaughter. Uva Vat Bana and her granddaughter by her son and her sister while she's alive we're not allowed to marry two sisters while they're still alive but it is permitted to marry two sisters after one of them is deceased and the other brothers are permitted to do all these things they don't have the status of a divorced husband the he and on her side the he asura but Aviv, Uv Avi Aviv, she's forbidden to marry his father and his grandfather, Uviv Noor and his son, Uven Venor and his grandson, Uv Achiv and his brother, Uven Achiv, and the and his grandson, and his his and his Achiv and his nephew. And then going on the same theme, someone who does chalitza for his Yivama, for his brother's widow. So he does Chalitza, and his brother marries her sister. Vamait, and dies. So we got another brain teaser here. The Mishnah is going to rule. She gives Chalitza, she doesn't do Yibum. Let's have a look at the picture. So we've got Alice, actually just Alice and Betsy in this diagram. So Alice is married to Alex. Alex dies. She does, um, she could do Yibum with Bob, but actually Bob does, they, they do Chalitza. So she does Chalitza with Bob. So Alice has the status of someone who's divorced from Bob via, as a Chalitza. 
And meanwhile, Betsy, who's Alice's sister, she marries Bob's brother, Charlie. And then Charlie dies. It's like a Shakespeare play. Charlie dies. So the question that the Mishnah wants to explore is, okay, Bob's done Khalid's uh, with Alice. What about Betsy, Alice's sister? She might need Khalid's or Yibu. And the Mishnah is saying, look, you can't marry the sister of your divorcee. You can't marry a relative of your divorcee. You can't marry a relative of your halutsa. So she has to do, Betsy will have to do halutsa. She can't do yibum. That's the situation. If Bob, the relationship between Bob and Alice is one of, of um, halutsa. What if Bob had actually married Alice and divorced her? What if we said divorce and chalitza are very similar? Okay, we can see we can't do yibum on the sister of our chalitza. Can we do yibum on the sister of our divorcee? Let's look at the end of the Mishnah. Someone who divorces his wife. And then the same thing happens. And his brother marries her sister. Vamate and his brother dies. In this case, she's exempt from Khalitsa and from Yibum. She's completely exempt. And we remember we've said that if if there's a real question of erba, of a forbidden relationship, Khalitsa is not needed. Yibum is forbidden, Yibum never arises. And because Yibum never arises, Chalitza is not necessary. So the Mishnah seems to be teaching us that in the case of the sister of the divorcee, there's some deep, deep prohibition, which is not the same as the question of the sister of the Chalutza. The Chalutza and the divorcee are different. And it's explained in the Gemara in Yevamot. And we're going to learn Reish Lakish. Rabbi Yochanan's Chavruta. Amar Reish Lakish. Reish Lakish said, Kan Shana Rabbi. Here Rabbi Yudah Nasi taught. Rabbi Yudah Nasi is, is referred to in the Mishnah, in the Gemara as Rabbi. He's just Rabbi. He's just the, the Rabbi. He's, he's the great sage. So he's taught us something in this Mishnah. The sister of one's divorcee is actually forbidden by Torah law. That's why Yibum doesn't arise. Chalitra is not necessary. You cannot, cannot marry you, the sister of your divorcee. Maybe we can think of kind of, maybe we can think of social reasons. You know, maybe you've married one woman and you kind of rather fancy her sister and you cannot divorce your wife and then marry her sister. It's absolutely forbidden by Torah law. Where we're going to learn it out from, I'm not sure, but you absolutely cannot do it. But Reish Lakish goes on to say, The sister of one's chalutzah is only forbidden by rabbinic law. In a sense that this seems to be a lesser prohibition, and maybe the question of chalutza is, there aren't, uh, we can see with a question of chalutza that there aren't the kind of perverse incentives that might arise with the sister of 
the woman that you've just divorced. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. Benedict. 